God bless you, friends and family. Praise the Lord this evening. I want to talk about, um, this is Gail Manazak. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to talk about making disciples. Is that not what Jesus told us to do? Go and make disciples of all nations. Amen. So let's talk about it. Um, the Apostle Paul is one of the greatest heroes of the Christian faith. This man, uh, the risen Christ, chose to help spread the gospel and accelerated the growth of Christianity, excuse me, Christianity through the world. While Paul's work as an effective preacher is well known, what the church almost never talks about is the fact that throughout his whole career, planting and preaching to churches, Paul also worked as a tent maker. As we see that in Acts chapter 18, the lack um, of discussion about this in the church, about Paul's work as a tent maker, appears to be a symptom actually of a deeper problem, namely that many Christians tend to treat some callings, such as preaching, um, as more eternally significant than others, such as tent making. Amen? Paul was a tent maker. Paul's own writings make it clear that he never fell for this um, unbiblical myth, actually, is what it is. So as we see throughout this um, subject of going and making disciples, Paul didn't view his work as a tent maker just simply as a means of financing his preaching ministry. He viewed his work as a tent maker as a core component of his strategy to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. But before we more deeply look at why Paul worked, it's critical that we understand what wasn't motivating Paul to work as a tent maker. So first, it's important to point out that Paul did not need to work as a tent maker. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul makes it clear he, that he he had the right and he had the ability to live as a, a donor-supported missionary if he wanted to, focusing 100% of his time and energy preaching the gospel in the churches and the synagogues. But he chose, but he chose not to exercise that right. So in 1 Corinthians 9, 5, he says this, he says, I have not used any of these rights, and I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. So not only did Paul not work out of necessity, he also appeared to work tirelessly, far more than was needed to fund his, say, just his preaching ministry. In First um, Thessalonians 2, verse 9, and Second Thessalonians 3, verse 8, Paul says he worked night and day. And then in Acts 20, it says that Paul earned enough money to provide for others, suggesting maybe that there were at least seasons of his of Paul's career as a tent maker in which he was earning far more than he needed to support himself. So if he could raise support to finance his preaching, why didn't he? 
And furthermore, why would the great preacher spend more time than was necessary in his work as a tent maker? So, as we're going to see, Paul didn't view his work as a tent maker as a distraction from his work to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. To go and make disciples. So rather he chose to work as part of a deliberate strategy to become all things to all people, as it says in 1 Corinthians 9.22. So to preach the gospel in word and in deed and to disciple other believers. And so as we, we see, this has tremendous application to his own, or excuse me, to our own work today. And it's important to realize this because this was Paul's, this was part of Paul's ministry. Your work is part of your ministry. So, um, after spending the first 21 verses of 1 Corinthians 9 defending his, actually his right to raise financial support to preach the gospel, Paul gives us the clearest explanation as to why he chose to continue to work as a tent maker. So in verses 22 and 23, he writes, I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might have some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, he said. So he understood that in order for the gospel to be heard, Followers of Christ must first be able to relate to those who, who, you know, we're ministering to. And there's perhaps no more effective place to do this and think about this than in the workplace where we spend, all of us spend the majority of our waking hours and have a, a natural environment there for building genuine relationships with people, genuine relationships with other believers and non-believers alike. So for Paul, tent making would have been the perfect opportunity to build relationships with those outside of his immediate social circles. And that was a good thing. Um, Let's see. Before the gospel can be heard, the message must win the respect of the intended audience also. So Paul knew that being an excellent tent maker outside the four walls of the church was one of the most effective ways to win the respect of non-Christians, which is why he encouraged the church at Thessalonica and, and us to follow his example, saying, you know what, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, he said. So just as as he told us, so that our daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. That's a good reason right there. So see 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And then once, you know, we've won the respect of outsiders, we ourselves, like Paul, will be 
put in positions to preach the gospel in word and in deed. And that brings us, will also be an example, will also be a light out there. And that brings us the second reason that Paul chose to work um, also. So he worked as a he worked as a tent maker in conjunction with his preaching ministry for some very deliberate reasons. He had there were reasons why he did that. He didn't just work because he didn't have anything better to do or he needed the money. So, you know, we we have seen that Paul worked in the marketplace as a means of becoming, quote, becoming all things to all people and quote winning the respect of outsiders. But why? Why was Paul so eager to win the respect of the lost? In Romans 15, 20, Paul alludes to the answer saying, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. So Paul worked as a tent maker to become all things to all people so that he might increase his opportunities to preach the gospel to those who had yet to hear it. You know, if we don't get outside the walls of the church, then sometimes us as Christians, all we know as Christians, you know, who are you going to preach to? Those Christians are already born again and their lives are growing and active in God. Sometimes we've got to go beyond the walls of the church and cultivate relationships and become a witness for Christ, become a light for Christ out in the world of darkness. So Paul's work as a tent maker, it would have allowed him to preach the gospel in actually two different powerful ways, through his actions and through his words. And while the New Testament gives us uh, an huge glimpse at Paul's his eloquence and his ability to preach a gospel through the written and spoken word. We have to imagine that Paul preached an equally powerful sermon by simply living a Christ-transformed life out beyond the walls of the church as he worked alongside his fellow tent makers and tradesmen out there as he was out there cultivating new relationships. So as we know from experience, modeling Christ-like character at work is one of, it's actually one of the most effective ways to make the gospel known to others, to, known to the lost especially, because you know what, you're gonna be different. They're gonna sense something different about you and um, there'll be people walking up to you and saying, there is something really different about you. What, What is it? I can't put my finger on it, you know. Maybe the, they're probably feeling the presence of God, which they have not felt. And, um, you know, you you have in your atmosphere a presence that they're not aware of, that they don't know. So, yeah, we got to be out there among and the, the working people, among the sinners. So Paul undoubtedly, he understood this and leveraged the attention. His, char his character actually would have received to point outsiders to the 
gospel explicitly through words. Paul must have carried on during hours of labor, I imagine with various fellow workers with whom he was, you know, basically thrown into companionship with. I, I truly believe that God sets up those appointments for us, that we're with who we're supposed to be with uh, during the day. If we're keeping our focus on the Lord and following Jesus and listening for what he has to say, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and I believe that he's ordering our steps every single day. And if we're looking to him, we're where we're supposed to be every single day. So if you find yourself in the companionship of a bunch of sinners, you're supposed to be there. Maybe there's something you're supposed to say, or maybe you're just supposed to prayerfully be there as the light of Christ. Paul clearly worked as, as a means of becoming all things to all people. That, that was very clear, and to preach in word and in deed. But there's one final reason why Paul chose to work too as a tent maker, as, as the um, biblical account of Priscilla and Aquila make, make it clear that Paul also leveraged his vocation to disciple other believers. So multiplying and spreading, you know, the gospel across the world. Doing what Jesus told us to do, going and making disciples, just like Jesus did it. He wants us to do it. So in Acts 18, we're given a front row seat to the third and final reason why Paul appears to have chosen to work as a tent maker so that he could effectively disciple other Christians. So in these verses, we are called that, sorry, I say so, so many times. I apologize for that. It's just a habit, bad habit probably. But in these verses, we're told that upon Paul arriving in Corinth, um, Priscilla and Aquila, and because Paul was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and he worked with them in Acts 18. So they were all in the same profession. Many theologians believe that Priscilla and Aquila had already converted to Christianity by the time they met Paul, but by working shoulder to shoulder as tent makers, Paul was able to disciple the couple and bring them further along in their faith. Who knew but what they may need discipling. Paul didn't work because he needed to, as, as I went over at the beginning of this. He did not work because he needed to work, and he didn't just do the bare minimum amount of work necessary in order to find his real ministry. Amen, this was his real ministry. Friends, you people who are out there in the workforce, in the work field, you, that is your real ministry. Praise the Lord for that. And people are reading your life. You are a light to the world. So anyway, he, did, he didn't do all this in order to fund his real ministry of preaching within the four walls of local churches. But Paul chose to work as a a part of a deliberate strategy to become 
as the Bible says, all things to all people, and to preach the gospel to unbelievers in the workplace and disciple fellow Christians. But then in 2 Thessalonians 3, Paul alludes to another reason why he works, saying, you know what, we work night and day in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. Through God's word, we can hear Paul saying those same words to us today. So whether you're a tent maker, an entrepreneur, an artist, a salesperson, or a stay-at-home mom or dad, a janitor, a teacher, whatever you are, whatever your work is, like Paul's, it's, is not something separate or something disconnected from the work of making disciples. The Lord has called each of us to use our chosen vocations in international or not international, intentional, very intentional ways to win the respect of outsiders, to preach the gospel and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. So let that truth, as I close here, let that truth and Paul's example challenge you. Let that be a challenge to you and inspire you as you go about your workday. So as you go to work tomorrow, I pray this word will come back to you and it will inspire you to be all that Paul was through his life when he wasn't in the church, when he was in the church, or when he was working outside of the church, either one. So I just, I just bless you. I pray that this was encouraging in, in some way, somehow, and um, that it does challenge you to do those things things like Paul did and be like Paul. Be like Jesus, actually, because Paul was being like Jesus. Mm -hmm.